so I bought myself a bottle opener keychain finally. Because I wanted to be cool. I don't know if it works though. It's pretty thin. He's a bear though. I think that'll work. I mean, it's supposed to, but I haven't used it yet. Wow, oh, this is that's difficult. Oh, got it. It works. It barely worked. Barely worked? Huh? I think that's huh? what she was doing. Huh? Huh? No, yeah, we got it. Okay. Huh? Got it. Got it. Welcome to Bruce Day Tuesday Podcast, episode 168, with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Mary Buckner. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be back with you. This week, we'll be talking more about the biggest beer merger in the world, why hoppy beer might be better for your liver, some ridiculous nonsense brew dog is dealing with and uh we'll probably talk a little bit about the great american beer festival since that has occurred since last episode boy i'm gonna be king content today i just can't wait to get going what about you guys i can wait um just kidding i can't you can't oh sorry go ahead i'm good you, know, you said you couldn't wait go ahead uh, is this when i start doing the content well you said you couldn't wait so i don't know whatever oh it was God. you couldn't wait for i'm not the host this time so i don't know what i'm not waiting for hi great Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Great content. So, <laughs> We're all a little rusty. We'll get back on the horse. I've been on the podcast in like over a month. I don't know. Well, I've been waiting to drink this beer for a while because I, I bought it like three weeks ago and then haven't been able to do the podcast for a while. So I have Dogfish Head's Flesh and Blood IPA. Ah, dicks. What? I, I had that one. I'm going to have that in the next few weeks, I think. Oh, well, that's good. I like well, to see what we think about it. Well, now I wish I hadn't opened my beer yet, because then we could have we could have it together. Mm, but right, then that would have yeah. been left out. Yeah, I know it would have been hilarious. That mm, <laughs> mm, maybe. So it is. It describes itself as an honest to goodness India Pale Ale brewed with a bevy of real citrus, including orange peel, lemon flesh, and blood orange juice. It's 7.5% ABV, which I feel like is rather high for something so fruity. That's really high. Uh, it looks kind of like an amber ale, really. Not a whole lot of head. The smell reminds me of pepper steak. Okay, that's weird. Pepper steak? It, yes, like steak, you know, cooked yeah. with a lot of pepper. All right. See, I um, can already feel your review tainting my review. Uh-oh. I might have to put my fingers in my ear and say, la, 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 while you talk about this beer. But don't record but, that uh, on the podcast, though. Yeah, that would sound bad. So let's see. Let's actually get a taste of it, though. Mm, that's quite tasty. It doesn't taste anything like pepper steak. Uh, that's I'm a great sign when it comes to a fruity IPA. That probably would have been a mistake. Mistake. Are you going to start like, singing la 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 so you don't hear these things? Is that going to happen now? I'm going back to a one-man show. Oh, God. So, yeah, I'm very confused by the nose, but it really it tastes good. You get a lot of orange flavor right at the front, and then... Um, Kind of a, kind of a, like a, 
sour, lemony feeling. Like, not like you're puckering up like, ooh, so sour. But, like, at the back of your tongue, you can find kind of feel that drying out almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I definitely think there's there's a lot of citrus at play here. I'm going to drink some more and dive down deep into some of the other layers. But, um, Mary, what do you have for us? Well, I have Three Sheeps Brewing Company Bad Boy Black Wheat Ale. Oh, this is why you're so punny tonight. Yeah, because I just have this very punny beer. Uh, it's got a very aggress- like aggressive-looking bad boy sheep on the label. He's got a mohawk and some piercings, and it's generally grumpy. Anyway, it's a black wheat ale. It's 5.5 ABV, and I'm going to try it. It's so dark. Oh, my gosh. Is that black like blackberry or black like dark malts? I think they're dark malts because, wow, it's not fruity. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it tastes just kind of like a stout. I don't really know where we draw the line between black wheat ales and when they just become stouts. But, it, I don't know. Probably it's, somewhere around porter. I mean, is it a porter? Yeah. Does it get to porter before it gets to stout? I mean, the, the color of it looks like a stout, but yeah. does it taste weedy at all? I don't know. It just kind of tastes like, like a, yeah, I keep saying stout, but it's very like one note. Like, here it is. And it's How like dark malt. Dark malt. And that's like it. Which is fine. I'm into it. Is that mouthfeel thick or watery or what's It's the watery. Deal? It's more on the watery side. Mm. And that's mm. that's where you get away from Stout Town. Ah, uh, you're right. Stouts are heavy and chewy. You're right. Yeah. This is great. I feel like I'm just here to be taught about beer. So I also teach the listener. You're, you're playing the Jed role this week. <laughs> Yay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so I have a beer I'm pretty psyched about. Uh, this is Scuttlebutt Brewing Company's Jalapeno Triple Seven. So it's a uh, that's triple spelled the Belgian style. So this is a Belgian oh. triple with jalapeno. So that's a style I like with a uh, kind of an extra that I like, and it's nine percent ABV. Woo! Uh, so, As Belgians want yeah, to do. Yeah, true to form there. I I was a little worried that it was. False advertising, and I guess I still am because I haven't tried it yet, but this is a good sign so far. So the smell is mostly jalapeno, a little bit of nuttiness to it, I think. Wow, okay, so I don't know what I was expecting because this is definitely a Belgian triple with jalapeno, but the thing is (laughs) that Belgian flavors are kind of subtle, and jalapeno is... You know, not. it's one note, but it's a strong note. So, yeah. you know, I'm not getting a whole lot of yeasty character or, um, you know, the spice, you know, not not the spicy kind of spice. Clove. Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm not getting much of that at all. I think it's buried in here, and I'm going to search for it. But this kind of goes back to my thesis from when I made my hot pepper scotch ale that heat covers booze. And, you know, Belgians cover booze great, but this is, like, this tastes like there's no alcohol in it at all. Right. Does it just taste like jalapeno? It tastes mostly like jalapeno, and, and I like that. Can I try it? Absolutely. I feel like I'm going I'm, to hate this. I'm definitely trying yours also, though, because okay. yours is confusing. <laughs> wow. Yep, Mary, that's jalapeno. Yours tastes like a watery stout. I told you. <laughs> I expected some wheat in there, but it's pretty you're much right. just the watery not, stout. Not really any in there. That's weird because you get the jalapeno flavor, but it's not like spicy, which just happens when you put it into 
I mean, you can make it spicy, but it's it's not very spicy. Huh. There's a little bit, and I've found that hot pepper beers have a tendency to build on you, so we'll see later in the episode if I think this is hot, but so far, not really. Mm-hmm. That is a pearl of wisdom. That is definitely true. Yeah. That they'll build as yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, oh man, this hot pepper beer is nothing. And then you drink like a whole bottle accidentally. And then all of a sudden, your tiny little baby tummy is giving you an ache. Speaking from experience. Yeah. Little yeah. baby tummy. I got a little baby mouth attached to a tiny little baby tummy. Aww. Yeah, but I keep it in a jar of formaldehyde in my closet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was the content uh, I couldn't wait for. There it was. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. From there, I feel like I'm just going to dive into the scienceexplorer.com. And we often do stuff on the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast about beer and health. And this one isn't necessarily saying that beer is going to improve your health, just saying that hoppy beer might not be as bad for your liver. Well, then uh, I guess you're the see. big winner today, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. You're the big winner today. Oh. You're the most hoppy. Right. I'm pretty hoppy about that. Oh, no. This fucking sucks when did this happen you guys i think it was, was it my fault did you guys have a press conference without me yeah mary started it and i got dragged into it my dad instincts were tingling <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, is there something uh, you want to tell us about becca <laughs> oh god that'd be Ooh. no his, Ooh. his he's the dad to the you know baby tummy that he's got in his closet oh right right right, right. yeah god even thinking about actually having a kid makes me break out in a cold sweat <laughs> oh, god. like not even funny to joke about. Um, but, so anyway, scienceexplorer.com. Some scientists from where? I don't know where. They got some mice and they fed them, oh, from Germany. They were German researchers. They split mice into three groups. One group was given regular beer with hops. One was given a special beer without hops, so not really beer. And one was given uh, plain ethanol. Good so lord. just... Pure alcohol. Sounds like metal mice. Wouldn't, wouldn't the second one be like just fermented malt juice? Yeah, I guess so. Basically, it's not really beer. Yeah. Seems and strange. the Germans, out of all people, should yeah. know that. But mice, out of all creatures, should not care. Yeah, probably. And then they studied those mice a little bit later, and they found that the ones who drank the hoppy beer displayed less buildup of fat in their livers than the other two groups. Did they learn that the one that... The ones that were drinking pure ethanol were having way more fun. <laughs> yeah, well, they came back to test the ethanol ones, but they had just smashed up the cages and graffitied everything. <laughs> Riot punch. But um, So it's not like drinking hoppy beer is going to prevent liver damage, but if you're drinking hoppy beers, I guess something in there, they're not 100% sure, decreases the formation of po- compounds called reactive oxygen species which damage your liver cells. But also it's worth noting that this was in rats, not in humans, and this is one study. Mice. Sure. Mice, yeah, whatever. They're not the funny, same. Funny thing yeah, about yeah, yeah. rats and mice, there is no difference other than size. I thought they had a tail thing? Doesn't one have a different tail? They have not some really. really, like, nude rodent tails. Yeah. Huh. Just, if, if it's real small, it's a mouse, and if it's pretty big, it's a rat. And if that's it's... Like it. but, but really... I wouldn't say that this should make you, if you're a stout lover, try to become a hophead. Oh, absolutely no, not. not at all. I don't think the benefit is, is big enough to really affect anybody's drinking. There's there's not a whole lot of 
practical application here, but as someone published in the Australasian Journal of Combinatorics, I don't really have a, a, a leg to stand on in terms of making sure that your science is helpful. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, this is potential, I mean, maybe a launching pad for something else. Like, maybe they could isolate some enzyme in hops and use it to treat fatty livers or some nonsense. Or, like, synthesize it and put it in all beer. I do like how they yeah. put a warning in this article to be like, don't just take this as an opportunity to, like, drink a ton of beer. It's <laughs> still going to cause damage to your liquor. People reading, people <laughs> reading this article are already going to be drinking a ton of beer. So they're not going to do any damage. Yeah. Mm. There's this related article here, and I kind of want to just tangent into it real quick. Um, okay. Guinness beer is going vegan, and we don't have to like actually read this article, but we. Oh, that's about the 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 fish bladder. Yep. Isinglass. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we I mean we reported on this like a year ago or something about how there was fish balls in beer because it helped with the body and mm-hmm. the clarity. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they're gonna stop doing that. Probably because people were, have been pitching a fit over this stuff for a little while now. But, like, why? I Well, so I can understand it if you're a vegan or a vegetarian that's been drinking Guinness for a long time and then learns this. Like, that would be... I feel like that would be upsetting. In the same way as if you were, for instance... If you were a young boy growing up in Frederick, Maryland, for a portion of your life, you... This is about you? Well, it's about the everyman, really. All right, so Sam. <laughs> yeah. So you just call him Sam. It's Sam, for instance. in the story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. All-American name, sure. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, as m- most, if not all Americans, did at some point, uh, kept kosher and and went to his favorite local restaurant, Frisco's, where they had their signature dish, the exploded potato, which was... Really just a mashed potato with a bunch of shit in it. And was told that there was no pork in it. But there were definitely bacon bits. Learned that later. Very upsetting. Boy, I feel surprisingly no sympathy for you. <laughs> no, no, it's not It's not me. Who said anything about me? <laughs> for the everyman. Right. I don't know. I just feel like... We'll call him Sam X. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I get I, it. Oh, if you're like vegan and you're like, oh no, I drink a fish ball or whatever, yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna make you sad. I just don't feel like Guinness was like hiding this to make vegans upset. No, they probably weren't. But I don't know. Like, it's not that hard to just like stamp a little thing like not vegan on your can, you know. But I feel like if it, this one doesn't say explicitly on it that it is vegan, then you should assume that it might not be. I, I, I mean, I think with some food products, sure, but like. If if I get, for instance, a package of lettuce at the store, mm-hmm. I assume that that's vegan. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. And, and I know a lot about beer, so I know that for beer that's not a safe assumption. But I think for most of the populace, that's, that wouldn't... Yeah, they wouldn't expect flesh in your beverage, generally. Yeah. There's like a thing that happened with Starbucks. Do you guys remember that? And they had the strawberries and cream frappuccino, and then vegans found out, or just people found out in general, the pink dye was made from those, like, beetles. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. They had a problem with that and not the cream? I think people were getting it, like, with soy to make it, oh. like, dairy-free. Yeah. Or maybe just vegetarians. Vegetarians don't eat bugs, right? I would... I'd, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, and so they switched to something else, probably, hopefully, maybe just strawberries to make the beverage okay. pink. But Well, then, great. That sounds like a win for those bugs. Yeah. I mean, 
I think that's Red Dye 40 that's made with those bugs, and Red Dye 40 is in fucking everything. Yep. So, I mean, I guess I wonder if on, like... Wait, what kind of bugs are we using? The, the, the beetles, beetles, it's like those crazy beetles, yeah. They probably, f- like, factory farm them for, yeah. their, for their color. It, does it say on, like, Starburst and shit, this is not vegetarian? Made with beetle. I mean, think about all the all the candy that's that has gelatin like in it. it. That's not vegetarian. Like and that we... doesn't say anywhere on it, this is not vegetarian. Yeah, but so are you going to put every single thing that's not vegetarian, label it as not vegetarian? No, I mean, I, I guess this is... I'm not really taking a strong stance. I'm just okay. saying, you know, just... I don't know why we're fighting over this. We're not so fighting. Aggressive. We're not fighting. Are you sure? Who's aggressive, bro? Oh my gosh. I'm just yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sitting not here, having a beer. not necessarily have to change its recipe, but, like, with food and most beverages, you can see an ingredients list. You generally can't with beer. That's well, true. That's a big no. difference with beer. And I, I think probably what happened is it got out that Guinness was doing this, and Guinness is not unique in their doing this. It might be the most popular beer that was but definitely not unique and then yeah. some people probably pitched a fit and they thought well it's in the best for us financially to change a recipe to use presumably some replacement that's slightly more expensive Irish and, moss. and yeah <laughs> and or warflock these these are real Is it really these a- are real brewing ingredients that oh, we've used sorry i laughed uh, at the idea of them using it's, Irish a, it's moss. just a clarifying agent Oh. Not everything I say is a hilarious zinger. I just assumed. <laughs> I thought. I'm sorry. Uh, Keep going. But, but then, you know, they can do this whole PR thing like, you know, we're listening to what you think and we're changing the recipe, blah, 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 blah. So it's a business decision, really, which is, you know, which is fine. It's the free market at work. Yeah. But that's Agreed. not even the article we were talking about. I just thought that was interesting as a follow-up to something that we talked about offhandedly mm-hmm. like a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Well... You know what? It doesn't matter where we squeeze that fat lot of content out of. Just man matters that we get there. Well, you said you were the king of said content. Why don't you? I am king of content. Show me to your week. throne. So, uh, remember when I said that I was going to have to take a bunch of children out into the woods and kill them on a date? Take them out. So uh, not no, to dinner. What? No, not to dinner. No, so, but actually yeah, the no, woods. I though. had to do. Uh, oh. For my for my educational purposes, I had to go and do a one hour presentation in a fifth grade classroom, and then take those children out on a two hour field trip to the Arcata Martian Wildlife Sanctuary. Oh gosh! Yes. Oh gosh, indeed. <laughs> How many kids? Thirty five kids. How many kids survived? <laughs> take a guess. Over under twenty. Over twenty. I think thirty-four. I think one person went rogue, and the other children didn't because they learned it. They took it as a cautionary tale. Well, he we probably made an example out of one of them. Yeah, or that. Well, we got stranded on this island, right? And only one of the kids had glasses that we could use to make our fire. And then he eventually kind of became the the like conscience of our group, and we felt we had to kill him right before the adults arrived. Something, something, conch shell. Is this a Lord of the Flies? Yep. I never actually read that book, but I kind of got the gist. Yes, yeah, same. Uh, we we read it. We read it in class, and I didn't read any of it. And I listened to oh, the class discussion. Good. You can go back and read it now. Eh, fuck it. And I I did final all the tests because I listened to the discussions, and those tests were all about symbolism, and that's all the teacher wanted to talk about. So I actually was not super clear on the plot. Like I, children on a desert island, and then they kill one of the kids, and then the adults show up and are like, "What the fuck, kids?" Well, because the kids are supposed to represent, like, people, right? Humanity, like, humanity at its worst. Yeah. 
and then you kill one of the humanities. But actually, the kids I had to take on this trip were very, very well behaved. I was shocked Aww. at how well behaved they were. I was really braced for a bunch of little animals. And it was all pretty good, except one of my... I did this in a group with six other people. And one of my groupmates got completely flamed by this one child. Oh, God, In a hilarious me. and unexpected manner. Do it. Tell me. Uh, Recite it. <laughs> so, these kids were doing... Because they're like ten. You know, they're in fifth grade. And they were like, you know, just like being weird and being like... Like, making fun of this one kid. Like, your name's not Gavin, you know? He's like, yeah, my name is Gavin. Like, no, it's not Gavin. Sick burn, your name's not your name, bro. Yeah, like, whatever. And so <laughs> my friend Art, like, they started going after Art for a minute. Art, your so name like, is Fart? Did he say that? Uh, well, I do call him, his actual name is Arturo, and I I constantly call him Farturo. Yeah, I'm sure he loves that <laughs> and has never heard it before. Super great. <laughs> um, but they were like, your name's not Art, whatever. And he was like, yeah, it is, like... Your last name is not Alan, or whatever the kid's name was. Right. He was like, yeah, it is. And Arwen was like, oh, yeah, let's see some ID. And he was like, you can go look on my mom's gravestone. <gasps> Fuck. What? God. That's like a weird reverse burn. Yeah. Like, and you feel bad. Like, you can ask your mom because I was fucking her. And then the reverse yeah. is, my mom's dead, asshole. Right. So we're uh, just like, uh, uh. Because on the one hand, like Sam pointed out, that's not even really, like, a comeback. Doesn't even make like, sense. It's pretty much a non-sequitur. But on the other hand, why is this little monster completely okay with his mom's death to the point where he can bring it up to flame art? Is she really dead? I was not sticking around to find out. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Excuse me, kid. Fact check. <laughs> I, I definitely, at one point, probably, like, middle school... Said, you know, something, something banged your mom, you know, because that's what all the little ruffians were saying. And then he was like, my mom's dead. And I was like, I'm almost sure this kid's mom's not dead. I'm like 90% sure. Do I roll these dice? Do I stick to my guns? And I went ahead and did and later learned that his mom wasn't dead. Yeah. Got him. Got him. If I was also 10, I would snap back at that punk. But we, I'm 26 years old. I'm not going to be like, bullshit, your mom's dead, you little liar. And your name is an Alan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so, so much about his dead mom. That was uncomfortable. Uh, can I tell you a story which is similar in that it's about a joke that someone else told that was very uncomfortable? This is also about Sam, the everyman American boy. No, this is I. I was only a witness. Have I? Oh. Was I here for this? This is making me have uncomfortable. No, no, no. This happened. This happened yesterday. Oh, okay. So I was out of town. We just got back in a couple hours ago. I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Uh, yep. Sorry. That's what it's called. <laughs> Where uh, my cousin was getting married. It's, uh, it's a very lovely wedding. You know, it was a lot of fun. I, I have like just recently gotten to a point where it's not old people getting married and I'm a little kid and I'm like, why do people like this? And I'm like, yeah, this food is good. This music's okay. This beer is fine, and it's free. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, I, so it was a, a pretty good wedding overall. But there was one thing that I just can't purge from my mind, and I'm just gonna okay. try and tell the joke the way that it it was told to everyone. This was one of the toasts, like one of the speeches. This is uh, so just for context. The groom is my cousin, who's about a year older than me, and the speech was. By the father of the bride. Uh-oh. And so half his speech was addressed to my cousin, 
And, and you know, it, right. obviously it's to everybody, but this is advice to, I'm not going to give names, this is advice to groom, groom advice, groom advice, groom advice, and then this is advice to bride, bride advice, bride advice. And, and so he had some jokes that like, he had some jokes that worked and some jokes that didn't, but he clearly like, based on how he was standing there, like if, if eight, if eight out of 10 people were like, really? You just made that joke? And the other two were laughing. Then he counted that as success. Like he made a he made a Caitlyn Jenner joke that didn't really work. Uh oh. But he like got super hype out after it because like some people laughed. Oh no. And it's like not that it was offensive so much as he was just trying to be topical, and it's not really topical anymore. And it was a real reach, and the joke as a whole didn't really work. But he he talks about a uh, a vicinity play. Do you guys know what a vicinity play is? No. No. So he explained it in his joke, which is you know it's always great when you have to give an yeah. explanation of of like an archaic sports rule for context Absolutely. on your joke. Yeah, explanation is the funniest part of comedy. Right. Definitely. So a vicinity play is pretty much if you're if you're a fielder in baseball, and you're trying to like turn a double play, like you're the second baseman. You don't actually have to touch second base. Like you can just like if you're near second base and you're gonna beat the guy by a mile, you can just. Then you're just everybody just kind of recognizes it. They say yeah, it's close enough, and then because you, you're in the vicinity. Exactly, that's why base. it's called that. And Got that's it. that's an unwritten rule. Like nowhere in rules of baseball is that there, but okay. every umpire respects it, and every like second baseman and shortstop knows like if I'm trying to turn this double play, I'll just get near the bag, and you know because that quarter second matters when you're trying to get that throw to first. Uh-huh. That's a vicinity play. So right now I want to stop and tell you that for context, everyone knows that the bride is a really good cook. Okay. And so at this point, knowing that he was talking about the vicinity play and knowing that she's a good cook, I knew where the joke was going and I looked on in horror. Do either of you <laughs> want to jump the gun and tell me what the joke was? I, I have no idea. There's something about how the groom shouldn't be in the kitchen because women... So that's that's not a bad guess. Uh, the real answer is much worse. Oh, I don't know. So you might have heard that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <gasps> no! And all you have to do is stay in the vicinity, and he literally gestured around his crotch. <gasps> and, and I couldn't fucking believe it. And it's still, I can't, if, like, literally... Every 20 minutes since that I've thought about it, I'm like, wow, can't believe you said that. That was crazy. That doesn't, that metaphor doesn't pan out. I mean, the vicinity thing, literally, okay, yeah, but, like, what does the fact that she can cook have to do with that? No, it's... Is she going to feed him she's talking about through it. his she's dick? I don't understand. <laughs> well, no, it's not, it's she's not about a... feed co- him hand jobs. I hate this so much. No, it's really him saying, yeah, you could cook for him, but why don't you sex dick? It's pretty much what he's uh, saying. To his daughter. To his daughter. In a room full of yeah. people. No. There were children there who obviously didn't understand the joke. But I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm not drunk enough. And if I were drunk enough, my liver would give out. This is crazy. That is terrible. He was rolling with the Donald Trump playbook there. He actually, Uh, he he dropped a a Donald Trump joke in there. That actually, that did land. It it worked okay. But I was was like, really, you gotta, you're trying to work a room and you're, it's a room half full of Jews. So obviously it's, it's a liberal it's it's Jew, all Jews and vegans, so you're safe laying down Trump burns. But sure. like the joke wasn't even good, and I was like, oh, have some respect for the material. But overall, 
the wedding was really, really, really nice. They had a fucking ice cream truck come. Like, nice. the DJ just came on the mic because, like, everybody stopped dancing. The ice cream truck is here <laughs> and everything's free. Oh, my God. That is pretty good. Yeah, it was awesome. Aww. And the ice cream was fucking bomb. Mine tastes like Dulce de Leche, which is a wow. highly underrated flavor. I went, I went to a wedding and it was very demure and proper. It was very Lutheran. Yeah. The, the father of the bride was like, you know, have a nice godly marriage. You're my daughter. I love you. Very chill. Nothing about their sex life. Gross. Yeah. Last time I went to a wedding, I was uh, young enough that I was allowed to go dressed as a pirate. <laughs> so I don't remember if anybody talked about grabbing Jen. There is no such age, Tyler. I think if you're a baby and you roll to a wedding with, like, you know, your handler and you're rocking a pirate outfit, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, get out. Yeah. No, I was in a little tiny baby suit, but I also had on a pirate hat and a fake hook for a hand. Good. There were babies at this wedding and they were dressed better than I was. Also, one of them kept stealing the caution wet sign, caution wet floor sign, and just, like, spinning in circles. And it was adorable. <laughs> well... Let's move on to something less adorable, which is the AB InBev SAB Miller merger. Wow, this Finance. article has like the stock graph in it. Yeah, I know. This 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 article from finance.yahoo.com is a graph and then literally one sentence. Yeah, I might have picked a bad article for this. There are probably 50 different articles about this. Can I can I read the whole article to our listener? Please do. It seems that the eagerly awaited mega merger of the world's two brewing bigwigs, Anheuser-Busch, InBev, SA, slash, NV, Bud, alias AB InBev, oh my god, and SAB Miller, PLC, ugh, will soon see the light of day. That was a harder to read sentence than I anticipated. Uh, so you could just say, Hoof. Bud and Miller merged. Yeah. Well, they haven't merged yet. So we've been talking about this for what seems like years at this point. It's they, they announced this like six months ago, but okay. Yeah. So they said they were going to merge, and then they had to clear a bunch of like regulation hurdles, and now I guess finally their shareholders have given them the go-ahead to merge. So presumably this is the last hurdle to pass through before this mega merger actually happens. But uh, I don't know because we've done 10,000 of these articles. And it always seems like it's going to happen now. And yeah. it hasn't technically happened yet, but it seems right. like it will. This doesn't mean, like... Like Obama coming for our guns. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, so I don't know. This doesn't really mean a lot of stuff practically, right? I'm assuming there's still going to be, like, Budweiser and, like, Miller as, like, separate beer brands that people buy. But just, like, someone up at the top is making a lot more money than they used to. I think to. it matters in, like, Africa. Uh, where they have a bigger hold on distribution and there isn't a lot of craft brewing. I don't think it'll make much difference in America um, mm. because we're a little more diversified, but some other markets might see a bigger impact. I think if you want to hear one man's rant about what it might be, you could listen to last week's episode where I addressed this by myself while I was trying to drink a beer as fast as I could so the episode would be over. <laughs> Excellent. But, but really... I think for the craft brewer, there's not a whole lot to worry about except for, kind of as Tyler touched on, the, the distribution aspect. Uh, it kind of comes down to before Bud and Miller were fighting each other, and now they can devote any resources that they were using downplaying the other one or saying we're the best macro. 
Now they no longer have to say we're the best macro because all that money is going into the same company's pocket. Dag. And so they can turn all those efforts against micros. And I think as micro drinkers, we don't have anything to worry about. It's not like microbrewing is going to become illegalized or anything like that. It just might be that distribution is a little more difficult. It might hit prices slightly. I don't know. Do you think, do you think Donald Trump prefers micros or macros? Are you kidding me? Uh, probably virgin blood, right? Ew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ew, virgins. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was for Trump. <laughs> it was for Trump. Oh, okay. 2016. <laughs> so uncomfortable. God, everything. Not the grossest joke that I've told this episode. Luckily, Not- I didn't I didn't write the grossest joke of the episode. Oh, shit. on my dingus. Excuse me? I had I had two excellent porn title uh porn game titles. And then my computer rebooted, and I lost them both, and didn't re- remember that fact until right now. Uh, nice. I I have one, but if you I also have one. I have but one. It's not you that guys. good. Okay, mine is. I've kind of been doing this a lot recently, where it's not very clever, but it is pretty gross. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Would <laughs> you Would you mind if I start? No, that's fine. Uh, so this is based on a book. Hopefully you guys are familiar with this book. It's not like a well-revered piece of literature or anything. And this is about... Lord of the Thighs. Lord of the Thighs. That I would consider that to be a well-revered piece of literature. I haven't read it. I don't know. It's still well-revered. Like, neither have I, but Lord I know that thighs? it's... Lord of the Thighs? Yeah, it's my favorite done. book. Hey, sorry. Done cut Lord you of off. the Thighs already. Uh, we probably have. We're, we're all very well-read here on the Tuesday Tuesday podcast. And very into thighs. <laughs> it's just you, well, bro. Some of us. Sweet. Uh, so this is about a woman's journey, and I, I suppose it could be a man's journey. I'm, I'm going to stick with a woman's journey just for simplicity's sake. I just, I don't want you to be led astray, because there's not really any gender pronouns. I think I already know. Really? But I want you to a care. women's I want, journey? I want you to, I mean, I think I know what you're basing it on, but I want to know what the rest of your clue is. There's no How way. Stella got her boobs back. This is a book, my dog. How Stella got her groove back was a book. Are you sure? I am positive. To the Google machine. Well, someone Googled how Stella got her groove back book. Uh, so you're probably right. But- Looks like it's oh, based yeah. on a novel. Adapted from Terry McMillan's best Fuck. novel of the same title. Damn. Okay. Dag. Who knows his chiclet? I, I guess Tyler. Dryblatt Dry does. Good job. So, but no, it's not that. But I, I'm very curious what your guess was. You can... I'd like to know. You can tell me after the fact if you want. Okay. But you, you're wrong because I haven't actually given you any of the key information. I don't know. So it's a woman's journey. A woman's journey to kind of accept the art of swallowing. And a lot of that comes from her dislike of the taste, which I think makes a, a fair degree of sense. And so she actually starts to compare different culinary techniques of that subject. Do you still think that you had the I think r- I might have it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. <laughs> a woman's journey. She's cooking. The, the journey part is, I just picked she's, a word. She's cooking up some jizz. Yeah. She's cooking jizz in different ways. I don't know any books about cooking. So the original is also about having to ingest something that's gross and investigating different ways. How of- to eat fried sperms. There you go. That's How gross. That's to like a eat kids book, man. Fried sperms. We've done kids books before. Don't get on me about that. I don't know what the original one is. How to eat fried, worms. Eat fried worms. What is the book? It's a book. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like a uh, skeet pray love. I 
I think that's not so bad. Actually, three stacks gave me a pitch for. I think I think she said skeet spray glove. Yeah, I was trying to think of something with like spray, but I didn't get the last yeah. one. She'll be very disappointed that that's burned now. Oh, sorry. But she won't be that disappointed. It's gross. <laughs> These are all gross. So, uh, mine is a movie. Before you start, I just want you to know, the bar to beat, how to eat fried sperms. Can you do it? That's horrible. Well, to be honest, I think yours was more clever than mine. Uh Uh-oh. So, it's a movie, and I think my description is mixing elements of the original and the the pornographic version. Sure. So, keep that in mind. Okay. It's about a, a coven that is just totally focused on uh, the penis. The shaft? It's the shaft. Based on the craft? Based on the Halloween classic, The Craft. Yes, I love that movie. I have never heard of this movie. It's such a good movie. It's like Is it like a horror movie? Yeah, kind of, but it's like 90s girls become witches and then they like fight about being a witch but they're also like teens into boys so what you're saying is so good it's hocus blocus yeah oh hocus blocus we might have actually done that in a previous october chocus blocus Ooh, yikes <laughs> so good sorry i'm very proud I yeah got that one yeah good work all right i have one as well all right it's based on a tv show and it's about a location between two hills where all the jizz is very funny. Laffy Valley? Close. You got the second word right. Fappy Valley? No. TV show. What TV shows have the word valley in them? Is it? New TV shows. So is Happy Valley a show? I don't, that's not the answer or the clue. I don't know any new TV shows. So I actually don't know any shows ending in valley. Neither Hold you on. do. Wait, 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 wait. We I thought there was this pe- that Penn State shit. I thought maybe it was some Penn State no. shit. We can figure this out. Are you Googling right now? No. Look at my hands. Okay. Like, what couldn't see before? The title what? of the actual show is based on a real place in the world on the West Coast. Death Valley. Nope. I was pretty sure it was Death Valley. Where, you know, lots of tech type things. Chewy Valley? There it is. Oh. That's a really good show, and now I'm mad at myself. Yeah, I thought you, I assumed you, at least one of you guys were like watching it or had heard of it. You should watch that show. It's so good. It's very funny. Okay, maybe I will. Any but, any boy. program that will employ Martin Starr is okay in my book. Is he Guilfoyle? Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. I love. I also Martin like Camille Nanjiani a lot, and so it's like stand up oh, yeah. is so good. The Just Prismo. Yes, just their two scenes together where they like shit all over each other is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Oh and, my god. And it's like that's. It's so nice because they, they, I feel like a lot of TV shows will try to do, like, boy humor and do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, those two guys who pretend they hate each other and really love each other and are just total assholes to each other. And that's, I have so many relationships like that. <laughs> it's And it's good to see it written well. It's so great. Yeah. Well, Tyler, you're today's big winner. Hooray! Good job. I'm the best around at guessing fake porn titles. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, from something that sounds like a porn title, wearebrewstuds.com has this uh, story, Brewdog names a craft beer Elvis Juice, Presley Estate Sues. So, uh, oh. I'm sure devoted listeners of the show know who Brewdog is already. They're We've done a like Scottish brewery. six articles Excuse about them. 
Yeah. Because they're always getting my goat, Samuel. I just got off on the wrong foot with BrewDog, and I, I have something against them now. Well, we, I, we've both had experiences drinking beer that was expired. Yeah. That was BrewDog beer. That was total shit because it was expired. And Right. Maybe that's their fault. Maybe it's not. There's Scottish Brewing Company, so maybe it's the distributor. Yeah. But do they expire pretty quickly after you buy them here? Well, but they also have been I think continuously every... ridiculous. Well, yeah, I think that they are kind of part of their whole thing is so- social media and having a presence as being kind of funny, right? Which is fine sometimes and annoying other times. But actually, I like it here because they were responding to some bullshit, and they responded yeah. by doing some bullshit. So, to get into that, uh, like the headline says, BrewDog released this beer called Elvius, and the Presley estate sued. And so, both of the owners, James Watt and Martin Dickey, they decided to both change their name to their first name to Elvis. And now they are claiming that they named the beer after themselves, so there's no way for the estate to sue them. Because they're not talking about Elvis Presley. I mean, already um, there should be no way for them to sue them. Like, right. doesn't Elvis Costello have just as much reason yeah. to be suing? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think you can trademark a first name. No, it's not a common first name, but it's not, like, a unique first name. Yeah. If it was Elvis Presley Juice, yeah. that would be different. Yeah. So, uh, everybody here is in the wrong. <laughs> but um, I guess Brewdog is... I empathize with their position, even though I think they are consistently ridiculous clowns. I mean, really what's happening is they know they're in the right. They know that they can get buzz out of this. So they're doing yeah. some stupid shit to kind of keep the train rolling, which obviously is working because we're talking about it on our show, which sure. has billions of listeners. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Can I just point out one of the guy's names is now Elvis Dickey, which I find very... Amusing. Why? Because I'm five. I think I watched oh. an actual porno starring Elvis Dickey. <laughs> That's like a weird like porn name now. They're giving free Elvis juice to people named Elvis. That's kind of funny. What? Really? Yeah, in a further bid to highlight this misdirected assault, BrewDog is offering free a free half pint of Elvis juice I pay to any Elvis namesakes of legal drinking age. Just, like, for one weekend, though. But, that so that's, amazing. like, three people get a free beer? <laughs> like Yeah, like, they both will get a free beer for themselves. Right. And then, for, like, from the company they own together? Yeah. And also maybe Elvis Costello if he drinks beer. And goes to Scotland. And goes to Scotland. And also probably the actual Elvis because he isn't dead. He's just on the run. Oh, yeah, okay. Man on the run. That's not an Elvis song, though. I know. It is a song, though. That song is very important to me because it has become a mnemonic device used in more than one household to remember which trash can is the trash can and which one's the recycling bin. If they're like identical trash cans because you buy two of them at once. Sure. Trash on the left. Trash can goes on the left. Both in my home and in Brian and Alan's home. But I feel like that doesn't make any sense because you could just easily think trash on the right, which I would think because right and run start with R. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's that song is permanently stuck in my head as trash on the left because Zach has yelled it at me a thousand times. <laughs> I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased with your mnemonic device. Well, actually, I just, we just have stickers on our trash cans. One says trash, one says recycle, which I think is a better approach. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
But we did switch where they go specifically to help Trash on the left. You know what? Did you guys realize at my house, Trash is on the left. Yeah. Holy crap. Trash on, on the left. left. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you're in the minority, he Tyler. You. He got you too. Yeah. Go check. Where's your trash can at? Is it on the left? No, my trash can is actually on the right and the recycling is on the left. Mm. Yeah. I thought he was going to say, oh, we don't have trash here. This is California. It's it's all recycling if you use it right. We eat chicken well, bones and bury them in the backyard and shit. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Speaking of uh, eating things that you shouldn't eat, the reason I was not on last week's episode was because I pranked myself in the most unfortunate of ways. I saw some chicken that was on sale on a Friday night. Oh, no. And so I bought it. Like raw uh, chicken? Raw chicken thighs, correct. And I was I, I bought it from the supermarket right next to where I work, and I bike home. So I put it in my backpack, and I biked home, and I thought, boy, wouldn't it be hilarious if I forgot that this chicken was in my backpack for a whole day? And then that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I didn't hear that part of the story. You told me bad chicken. Yeah, well, so then... Wait, did you I eat it? Found, I refound the chicken, and I opened it up, and I was like, you know, it, it feels okay. It smells okay. I'm just going to cook up this chicken. Ain't no thing. Ain't nothing wrong. And um, it turns out that the human body contains way more vomit than I thought possible. Oh, my gosh. And that's, and that's why he missed last week, week's episode. That's half of why it was a one-man show. It was day-warmed on-sale chicken. Yeah. And you ate yep. it? Sure did. Sure did, friend. <laughs> oh, no. See, you told me it was chicken that you trusted that you shouldn't have trusted. So I assumed you bought some chicken, put it in the fridge, forgot about it for a week, and thought, oh, it's just a week, that'll be fine. But this was out. Yeah. In the California sun. Out and about. Going on adventures. You are such a dumb fuck. So, like, before I was, like, mad that it wasn't a trash food situation, because I was like, oh, it'd be so funny if it were a trash food situation. But the thing is, technically it was a trash food situation. Because like, when created you created the trash food. Yeah. When you leave chicken outside for a day, it becomes trash. It transmogrifies into trash. Yeah. Well, this is something I've learned, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, that was but too bad. Just do it with turkey. Turkey's fine. Turkey will stay outside for a few days. That's fine. <laughs> this seems like a trap advice. I just want to get it next week. Okay, I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, vodka goes bad if you leave it open. Uh, That's not true. Okay. So, uh, Samuel, you said you wanted me to talk about the Great American Beer Festival because it happened. Tell me more. Uh, well, so we have this one PDF from their site, which is just their winners list. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't actually know that there's a whole lot of interesting stuff here. It just seems like we would be a shitty beer podcast if we didn't at least mention this has happened. So, Would you be a shitty beer podcast if one of your three hosts wasn't really aware this was a thing that had happened? Uh, no, you'd, you'd be <laughs> fine. We're talking about it on the show. I mean, right. it's like America's biggest brew fest. That's why it's called. You know, where, it's where does it happen? Wait, what is that, Tyler? I'm so, so sorry to jump in, um, but I'm looking at the winners, and under the 2016 Brewery and Brewer of the Year Awards, most of them are like tiny-ass little places that I've never heard of, except for Large Brewing Company and Large Brewing Company Brewer of the Year, won by Pabst Brewing Company. Sweet. Have you had their IPA? It's actually okay. I'm just, I'm very surprised. I think it's I'm down ba- with PBR Bastille. for like crappy cheap beers. Yeah, it's, it's uh, one of my top three swills. Yeah. But, right. I mean, the category is large brewing company. Yes, that, that's true. That's true. 
I think we should just take a minute here, and I can cut cut dead air if we need to, and let's all just look and see if any of these winners of these 30, 40, 42 categories. Just different types of beer. If any of us have had any of these fucking beers. All right. <laughs> okay. I can't. You scrolled down too far in the list already. Oh, well, Old Style's on here. Silver for the American-style cream ale. It looks like Category 6, Pumpkin Squash Beer, only had a bronze winner. Yeah, I saw that. That's really weird. None of them were good but enough on a... for gold. I feel like the ones with a, a billion entrants are the ones that I'm not going to have had. But the ones that are a little more niche, I might have. Did you have Campfire Stout, Tyler? I think I've had that. I feel like someone had that on the no, show. I don't think I did. It's from California, so I thought it would be you, but maybe not. Which one? Oh, uh, maybe I did. I don't remember. High Water Brewing Company? Oh, that sounds very familiar. I think I actually did have that. That that. Oh, one... I've had that Imperial Coconut Porter. The one for specialty From the beer. Maui Brewing Company. Wait, wait, wait what are, which one are we Category looking at? Category 7, the field beer. I think Liz brought that from Hawaii, and then mm. I drank it. That was one she had when we did the first episode of Wednesday, Wednesday. She was a coconut porter. Speaking uh, of well, Wednesday, I Wednesday, why dead. is it not on the internet? Wednesday, Dead's Day. I'm very upset by I this. I think all of us have had the winner of category 37, American style lager or ice oh, lager. Or that is liquor. a PBR, PBR and also then Coors. Yeah. So we've had those, I'm sure. Oh, El Sully, 21st Amendment Brewery. I have had that. Which which category is that? 38, American style cream ale. Oh, you had number one. I had number two. Mine is garbage beer made by Pabst. How's yours? It's okay. It's not my favorite 21st Amendment brewery beer. I just I like it whenever I go quickly. to Chicago. It's like, it's not actually a real Chicago thing, but Chicago projects it as a Chicago thing, so every time I go there, I have to have an old style. Didn't you have the Vienna Lager by Devil's Backbone? Which one's this? Category 44. What? Oh, God, there's another page. Fuck. Oh, God, we missed all of these. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's been on the show before. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you, though. I mean, it doesn't sound familiar to me, and I've been on almost every episode. Well, fuck. Been a lot of episodes, though. I think I've had Duck Rabbit Milk Stout, which uh, came, which got the silver for Sweet oh. Stout or Cream Stout. Category 77, Belgian-style wit beer, Oma Gang Wit Ale. I have had that. Oh, I've had Category 63, Imperial Red Ale's Redanculous from Founders. Oh. I drank that with my sister when I was in California like two weekends ago. Or she drank it, and I didn't drink it because I didn't want to have it. It seemed so hoppy. I just thought the name was funny. So, I mean, this is enough coverage of this fest. I kind of just felt like we had to do a token something or other. Well, we have tokened, I think. We took a big old token off this. Is this a weed thing? Are you weeding yeah. at us? <laughs> yeah, it was a I get it, because Humble... Play on words. All right, well, um, so should we probably rate our beers then, huh? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wait, so just so we're clear, you being king content, was you telling us that the thing with the kids went fine, and some kid said something about his dead mom. Oh, also, one of the kids had a Frankenfinger. I don't know what that Guys, is. Guys, I don't think I've had any of the Saisons in this classic Saison or specially Saison category. Wait, well, I guess you're going to have to find them. I gotta get get those. Get them. What's a Frankenfinger? This one girl, who was a 10-year-old, she had the hand of a 10-year-old, and then one giant, fully grown adult finger. Which finger? Uh, her middle finger. She could have a massive bird if she wanted to. <laughs> and now, was there any medical rationale for this? I was thinking there was a transplant situation. You're just saying... That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't like, hey girl, let me see your freak-ass hand. So your second tier 
story that you have hyped up was you met a girl with a finger that was bigger than it should have been. Was it injured? You didn't see this Franken finger. It was like. Yeah, you know who else didn't see it? Any of our goddamn listeners. This is an audio situation. I saw what I saw. Okay. (laughs) We're all very happy for you. Good job. Yeah. All right. So I had Dogfish Heads Flesh and Blood IPA IPA brewed with uh, orange peel, lemon flesh, and blood orange juice. Definitely tasted citrusy. A lot of orange flavor at the front, kind of mellowing out in the middle and then coming back into a lightly bitter orange or excuse me lemon taste 7.5 percent alcohol but very very drinkable so i think i'm going to give this beer i think i will give it a seven it was pretty tasty i'm not sure it was necessarily hopped enough to really be an ipa it's kind of more like a like a citrusy pale ale but i still think it was really tasty if you like citrus or fruity beers, I think this would be a good one for you to check out. So I guess it's a recommendation. I had Scuttlebutt Brewing Company's... But... what I say? I just like that has the word butt in it. Oh, great. Uh, no problem. You are, <laughs> what, 28? Um, 27. Thank you. Okay, great. 27 years young. Scuttle- She's young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scuttlebutt Brewing Company's Jalapeno Triple Seven. And this beer's great. I kind of have been unpacking a little bit. The heat didn't grow on me as I suspected it might. It kind of stayed around the same. Although, like, I got a little bit of a rumbly in my tumbly. That might be uh, some bad chicken I ate. We'll have to see. I just tried to trigger Tyler. Uh, hey, now. you know what? That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> my butthole just spasmed in response. Oh, gross. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. You deserve that. <laughs> I didn't. I'm collateral damage over here. It's fine. I think I said earlier that it, it had a nutty aroma, and I've been thinking the whole time it tastes a little nutty, and what I realized is, one of my favorite snacks is jalapeno peanuts, Oh. and so I've come to associate the taste of jalapeno and the taste of peanuts, but I think this is just, I think this is just jalapeno, so I, I want to um, kind of revoke the nuttiness statement that I made earlier. That was nuts. Oh. Uh, you know what, guys? This is it. Fuck it. We're just going to stop it here. This is the last episode of the show. I, didn't, I don't feel like there's any real I reason. didn't rate my beer. No, yeah, no. This is it. This is it. We're done. I'm going to hit stop. I'm not going to post Shut this episode. Down. And I'm going to jump off a bridge. Mm. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mary said nope, so now I'm going to go back to reviewing my beer. Um, Perfect. The alcohol is totally not detectable, other than the fact that I'm buzzing. You know, <laughs> flavor-wise, it's undetectable. It's nine percent, which so that like that by itself is really impressive. But um, the jalapeno, obviously, it overpowers the other flavors of the Belgian. But I don't think, I think if it were subtle enough that it didn't, then I would be like, "Where's the jalapeno?" You know. Right. So they kind of have put themselves in a situation where it's they have to pick one of those things. But the the triple flavor is there. There, the the spice is there and the yeast is there. It's just kind of buried a little bit i kind of i kind of i'm having trouble because i feel like the things that i usually judge a beer on are like how good was the idea and how good was the execution and this idea is a great idea you know i i mean throwing a hot pepper on top of a style i already love with you know keeping it at its high abv that's a great concept i'm using the word but in the title 
good. High concept. Yeah, that, you. yeah that's 2B is uh, if you say something funny in your title. So they said, but great job. A plus. And, and the other one is execution on your concept. And the execution here was about as good as it could have been. Like, I've kind of said its flaws, but its flaws were kind of intrinsically unavoidable. So I feel like it did great at both. But there's kind of this shadow third concept that I, I guess is always in the back of my head is like, would I buy this again? Would I drink this all the time? I don't yeah. think that I would. Yeah. But but it's still great. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm having a, a, a crisis of conscience here. I'm going to give this an 8.7. Okay. Just because this is an awesome concept. It's perfectly executed. And I like have no real shade to throw at it. But it's not going to break 9 because... If I saw a six-pack of this, this came in a bomber, and I don't think it's going to come in six-packs. If I saw a six-pack of this, I'm not sure I would get it again, just because it's so specialized. But it's 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 really well made. I'd recommend this to anybody. Usually with a hot pepper beer, I would say, I'd recommend this to anyone who likes spicy foods. But it's not really hot, and the heat doesn't really build. Like The jalapeno flavor is definitely there, uh, but the heat is very, very light. I, I gave a little bit to Three Stacks because I never give too much of a hot pepper beer to Three Stacks, but I think she probably finished it fine because it's not very hot. I'd recommend this to anybody. It's it's such a flawless execution of a really great idea that it deserves to be tried. And and Div, this is actually from Washington, so you could probably get this if I could get I this. I will keep an eye out, yeah. And Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Yep. Uh, my review's really boring after you're very interesting. I'm sorry, man. I went I'm on just a little like, bit of a rant there. No, it's fine. I liked it. You're very passionate about your jalapenos. This, yeah, I had, reminder, I had the Three Sheeps Brewing Company, Bad Boy, Black Wheat Ale. Yeah, very much one note. Didn't get more interesting. Whoops, as I drink more of it. Sorry, I'm just dropping stuff. It's fine. Like, I drank it. I didn't not like it, but I didn't love it. Can mm-hmm. I just give it, like, a five- it's just like very, it's like middle of the road, one note. Was I it like good? that it has a very like edgy looking sheep on the label. Oh, I, I was going to ask what the ABV was, but it's 5.5. It's right down the middle. I was thinking about giving it a 5.5 as like a joke to get it. The ABV was that, but no. then I was like, eh, not worth it. And also I don't want to give it that, that high. Was, that was a first year classic Rusey Tuesday move was just, I don't know. I'll give it I its ABV. I don't know. I'll give it the ABV. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, like, yep. whatever. I, I guess I don't know well, if I recommend it to alrighty. people that really like sheep. Maybe recommend it to them because the label's real cute, and that's, like, the biggest selling point. I think if someone could forgive a beer for being boring and for having the wrong mouthfeel, you could say this is a good stout. Because the flavors yeah. are there for a good, although somewhat <laughs> uninteresting stout. But yeah. it's so watery that, like, if, yeah. I, if it were labeled as a stout, I'd be like, this is horse shit. But it's not. Sheep shit. You got me. Tyler, take us out of here on that highest of all high notes. Alrighty. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in, of course. Thank you, Mary, for coming back. I'm so glad I got to join the podcast again. Of course. So if you have anything to say, anything at all, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday, or you can comment on our links at BruceDayTuesday.com. We will see everybody next week. Don't let the bastards keep you down. Bye! Bye. Bye. Comes up here, catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. 
drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need, and take your medicine.